Welcome to another inspirational message from Chowdean Community Church, Gateshead. For more information about Chowdean, visit www.chowdean.org.uk. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Bible reading this morning is taken from Romans chapter 5. Romans chapter 5 and it's verse 1. I think it says 1 to 7, but I'm going to read verse 1 and include verse 8 as well. Romans chapter 5. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have access by faith into his grace, in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. Now hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, who was given to us. For when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. May the Lord add his blessing to his word this morning. The title... It happened, but there's still hope. It happened, but there's still hope. Life can throw some bad things our way, can't it, sometimes? The story is told of many years ago, a submarine that was hit by a warship, and it sank to the bottom of the ocean. There was no release. The crew was stuck with no way out. And during the attempted rescue, one of the deep-sea divers heard someone tapping from within the submarine. The tapping, it turned out to be, was Morse code. And it spelled out this phrase, Is there any hope? Is there any hope? And that's what I want us to ask ourselves this morning. Is there any hope? Is there a way out? As I've already said, we can all tell a story. People know my story, which... uh, takes its road tomorrow morning uh, till Thursday and so I don't think it's a coincidence that I'm studying preaching today it's like I'm stretched and God obviously wants to stretch me a little bit more and sometimes we don't like to be stretched but sometimes we need to be stretched so we can all tell a story we all have a story sometimes we have a good story sometimes it's not such a good story it can be bad Sometimes it's a positive story. Sometimes even an encouraging story. Sometimes it can be quite negative or discouraging. But whatever our story, I want to tell you this morning, I want to declare to you today that despite whatever happens to you and whatever happens to me, it happened, but there is still hope. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18 says, We do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things 
For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. And Philippians 3 verse 13 and 14 says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Jesus Christ. You may say, well, how can we say that? Because some naff stuff does happen to us sometimes. I don't need to stand up here and tell my story, but it was pretty naff what happened. And it's no good feeling sorry for myself. It's about getting up and standing up and fighting and doing the godly thing. Because it's easy to react in other ways sometimes. It's not about what happens to us sometimes. It's about what we do with the pain and what we do with the hurt. We can all hear inspired stories. We can read our Bibles, inspired stories of people that things happened to them and they had hope and a faith in Christ and they came through it. We can hear real life up to today's stories as well. And we're, we can have hope because of the promises that God gives us. And I want to tell every single one of us today, including myself, that God is interested in you. God is interested in your life. God is interested in your well-being. I want to tell you that God is watching. And we don't need to be scared by that or fearful by that. But God is watching. And God never changes. Jesus is the same today, yesterday, today, and forever. God misses nothing. There's that song in there, Santa Claus is coming to town. He knows when you've been good. He knows when you've been bad. But the thing is, Santa Claus can miss things. But I want to tell you this morning, God misses nothing. God sees me at my worst. He sees you at your worst. He sees me at my best. And He sees you at your best. He hears me when I curse. He possibly hears some of you when you curse. He hears me when I bless. And He hears you when you bless. He sees us when we do well. And He sees us when we fall. I wonder what God does see in me this morning. What does God see in you this morning? There's an old... Again, Salvation Army song. And this is what it says in the chorus. It says, In the pain, in the doubt, in the loneliness, in the struggle of right against wrong, somewhere amidst the confusion, there will be hope, there will be love, and there will be God. God wants no one to perish. God wants no one to suffer. God wants no one to be lost. That's his heart. As long as we're alive, God is watching and willing. He is watching us. He's watching our actions, our motives. He is willing to relent, change his mind if we respond to him, if we respond to his call in our lives. There is always hope. In Job chapter 14, verse 7, this is what it says. For there is hope for a tree if it is cut down, that it will sprout again. Its tender roots 
shall not cease. I don't know about you, but sometimes, and especially recently, as I've been going through a lot of stuff, there are times, aren't there, sometimes when you kind of wonder, where is God? I read a book years ago, When Heaven is Silent. And sometimes we wonder, where is God? And then I saw this thought the other day. It says, remember, the teacher is always quiet during a test. And that kind of challenged me a lot. The teacher is always quiet during a test. But the good thing about God is that just when we're about to lose our hope sometimes, God sends a blessing to remind us in the shape of a thought, something we read, a prayer, a person that God brings into our lives. And that's just to remind us that He has heard us. He does hear our prayers. There is always hope. There's nothing worse than getting cut down in life sometimes. It hurts. It's hard. It knocks us. But we can survive. We don't need to fold. Life may have dealt us sometimes. You know, we hear people say, don't we? I've been dealt a raw deal. That may well be the case. But don't fold. Because God wants you to experience His power in your life. And what we have to do is stretch out to Him. And what we have to do is be ready to be stretched sometimes. And as I already said, none of us like being stretched at times. But just as the key was, the tree in Job was cut down, it then produced fruit because of its roots. Root means radical. I want to challenge us this morning. Are we radical? Are we radical enough to stand up for what's right? Are we radical enough to stand up when we're in the workplace or out in everyday society and things that we know are not right? Do we speak up? That doesn't mean we have to be bullshit or anything like that, but we can speak up for what is right. We can speak up for what is honorable. We can speak up for what is godly. Proverbs 23, verse 18, For surely there is a hope for you, and your hope will not be cut off. What we have to do is surround ourselves with Jesus. Maybe we need to forgive people. Maybe we need to forgive ourselves sometimes. We may feel sometimes we've failed. We've either failed God or we've failed people. How do we cling to hope? How do we hold on to hope? It's hard. It's not easy. Sometimes we do lose hope. We begin to lose hope. We feel we're losing hope. I would suggest that if we can hold on to hope by the tips of our fingers or even a small thread, it's enough. It's enough. Also, we hope by praising. And very often, when we're in the storm, when we're in trials, when we're in tribulations, what tends to happen? It says in my Bible, rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice. But what we do is we have a selective memory sometimes, and we remember all the negatives but we don't remember all the positives. Especially when we're in a trial, all the good things that God has done in the past, we tend to forget. When things are going great, we remember them. But when there's a storm, we forget them. And so we become a bit selective. So we need to praise Him in the storm. You might say, well, why do we praise Him in the storm? Well, sometimes we stop praising in the storm. 
in my experience, we stop praising Him. We focus on our prayers, and equally, they're both important, but we need both. We need both. We need the praise element and the prayer element. Because what it does is, it brings God into the situation. It brings God in so that He can intervene. And by praising, we allow Him. We bring His personality into the situation. In my situation, what I've tried to do all along is bring God's personality into everything that I've been in, everything that I've had to answer, the people I've dealt with. I have tried to bring in God's personality in order that everything is done through Him and in according to His will. Paul and Silas in prison... When did they start praising? They started praising after they'd been beat up and imprisoned. That's pretty cool. You get beat up, so you start praising and worshipping God. So they're allowing Him to come into that situation. They're inviting Him to come into that situation. Yes, the prayers are equally as important, but so is the praising. Rejoice in the Lord always. Not when you feel like it. Rejoice in the Lord always. And very often we don't feel like it. But rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. It comes back to the man in the submarine, doesn't it? Is there any hope? Is there any hope? We think of our own life situations. Is there any hope? Relationships, families, breakdowns, debts, struggles, accusations, sex, Drugs, power, position, pleasure. And what do we do sometimes? We suffer in silence, don't we? If we have an issue, if we have a problem, what we do is we suffer in silence. And we suffer in silence because we're afraid, we're afraid to share for the fear of being judged. For the fear of having the finger pointed at us. But God wants us, we've already heard this morning from the ladies at the front, God wants us to share so that we can help we can support we can encourage not judge to judge is God's not ours but sadly sometimes myself included we're experts at judging each and every one of us we're experts at judging but God wants to tip that on its head God wants us to be experts at the other things, at the encouraging, at the sharing with each other, at the praying with each other, at the building up of each other, and the encouraging so that his kingdom can grow and be bought in. That's not saying that we don't point things out to people. I'm not saying that. Hear what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, is it's not our job to judge. And we need to get better as individuals, each and every one of us in that area everyone Jesus encountered in the Bible had a need had a hole an empty space a void they needed hope they were looking for hope they were searching sounds familiar doesn't it sounds like society today Jesus gave hope Jesus still gives hope he is as up to date today as he has ever been because Jesus is hope a meaning to go on, a reason to live, a desire to move forward, not to stand still or move backward, something to look forward to, something to believe in. Another thing that we need to get better at, and I've learned this in my journey, 
is how we interpretate things sometimes. How we define or see our situation, our circumstances, what is happening to us. The event is what happened. The interpretation is how you read it, what your take on it is. And some of us, we look in the mirror and we only see our mistakes or we only see the event. That's all we can see. That's all we can focus on. But it's not actually about the event. It's about how we interpret it. It's about how we react to it. It would have been very easy to me, and I can tell you there were times when I felt like, yeah, do doing things that I wouldn't normally do, getting angry, shouting, not being nice to people. We can continue to be consumed and live in the reality of the event or in the revelation of God because God doesn't always intervene straight away. But when we try to do this, it's not easy because, as we've already said, the event may not have been nice. The event may have been bad. It was hurtful. But there's hope. Don't let the thing, don't let the event shape you. Let the revelation of God's interpretation of that event shape you. Don't let the event define who you are. Let God's interpretation of that do that. Our situation doesn't always change. But prayer and praise, guess what it does? It changes us. And in my situation, the amount of people that have said to me, you've changed, you have. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've not really changed. But as I look back now, I have changed. God's stretched me. God's made me trust Him more. God's made me believe Him more. God's given me more hope. Yes, there's been hard times. Yes, there's been down times. But again, we link back to getting better at encouraging and building each other up. Yourselves, as a church, as individuals, other people, it makes all the difference. It makes all the difference. So the events in your life, they lead to something happening. Things happen by what you do every day. So sometimes events, good or bad, they make us unrecognizable. We change. Other people see us change. Other people see us grow spiritually. Other people see us mature spiritually. We've become more effective because of what we've been through. We encourage others. We change for the better. Sometimes without realizing and without knowing. It's not always about how we feel, is it? Or our feelings. It's about faith. And it's about hope. There is hope. There's always hope. Hope is future. Hope is certain. Don't interpret your present by your past. It happened. And it's funny, but the longer my journey goes on, the more I get to the attitude of, so what? It happened. It is what it is. God's still in control, whatever the outcome. And I truly believe that now, that whatever the outcome, it's irrelevant because it's how I interpret it. And it's how God tells me and interprets it for me. It happened, but there's still hope. And then I think about time scales. What is it? I've been waiting 18 months. Whoopee ding, Paul. Whoopee ding. 
Joseph waited 14 years. David waited 15 years. Abraham waited 25 years. Jesus himself waited 30 years. And Moses waited 40 years. If God is making you wait, there is a reason. Trust him. Trust him. It's not easy. It's not easy. But trust him. Because there's a reason. Let your hopes, not your hurts, shape your future. God wants us to fight the right battles, not the wrong ones. He wants us to use our energy for something that is hope and a future and certain. He wants us to fight for something that matters. Christian hope leads somewhere. Hope has to lead somewhere. And Christian hope leads somewhere. Hope is sometimes faith on tiptoe. It's happened, but there's still hope. I wonder this morning, do you believe that? Because this is how faith works. We stand up and we stretch out. People have thought, what's he carrying that around for this morning? Right. In order for that ball to do what it's got to do, what does the surface have to be? Say it. Louder. Hard. It has to be hard. In order for the ball to bounce back, it has to be hard. Things may be hard, but guess what? God's not punishing you. He's preparing you. Preparing you. We all get cut down sometimes, but we're all capable of coming back. It happened, there's still hope. The ball to do what it's meant to do, the surface has to be hard. Sometimes we go through seasons not to be punished, but to be prepared, to be stretched, to be part of the comeback. We need to bounce back. And as Christians, we have the ability to bounce back. As believers of Christ, we have the ability to bounce back. And guess what? Even if you are not a believer, even if you're not a Christian today, you still have the power to bounce back. Because if you believe in Jesus and meet Jesus, He will enable you to bounce back from whatever, whatever it is that you need to bounce back from. And I would imagine, reading between the lines, and because I'm getting older now and I'm a granddad, every single one of us will have something in our life that we needed to bounce back from. Every single one of us. Everything can and everything will change us. You can overcome the challenges that are set before you. I can overcome the challenges set before me. It's a learning experience. Don't you hate it when people say that to you? It's a learning experience. They say it to you and you go, and then you're talking to somebody else and you go, well, actually, it's a learning experience. But it's true. Not getting what you want, this is a deep one, not getting what you want is a blessing sometimes. Here's a good one. Allow yourself to have fun. Relax. Chill. Be happy. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Why? Because it's a great medicine. It's an absolutely great medicine. Other people's negativity, guess what? It's not worth worrying about. Not worth worrying about. There is always, always, always something to be thankful for. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So where are we today? Where are we standing? 
have we got little or no hope? Do people tell us, as society, does it tell us, well, you've done this, you've done that, that's happened to you, and that's happened to you, so guess what? You'll never be happy again. You'll never love again. You'll never heal. You'll never recover from that fall. You'll never be free. You'll never rebuild your reputation. When heaven says never, it means never. And guess what? When heaven and God says always, it means always. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. The band wants to start to come up. Not based on our performance, but based, guess what? Not on our performance, on His performance. Not based on ours, based on His the challenge to us all, the challenge to me, the challenge for me tomorrow as I face what I face is who needs hope today? Who needs to bounce back today? It happened, but there's still hope. Can we just all stand, please? I feel God wants us to pray. There is a way out, there is a hope, and it's simply Jesus. Simply Jesus. So whatever it is we bring today, each one of us, I'm just going to pray over us now. Father God, we come to you with thankful, grateful hearts that you give us hope. And Father, Whatever it is for each one of us as individuals that we need to bounce back from today or that we need to lay to rest, we need to get rid of events and not look at the events. Those events need to disappear and we need to look at the way that things have shaped us and the way things have stretched us and the way that we're going to be effective for you from this day on. And Father, so we pray that over every single one of us gathered here today. And we pray, Father, that we will continue to pray and look to you but we pray that in every circumstance, we will continue to praise. And as we say, Lord, we'll praise you in the morning. We'll praise you in the evening. We'll praise you when we're young. We'll praise you when we're old. We'll praise you when we're laughing. And we'll praise you when we're grieving. And we will praise you in every season of the soul. So we pray your blessing on everybody here this morning. And any connections and family friends that we've got that are not here this morning, touch them as well, Father. By your spirit, touch them. Make us strong. Help us to encourage each other. Help us to get better at encouraging each other, equipping each other, and building each other up. Father, it happened, but there's still hope. Amen. This is the end of this message. We hope you enjoyed it. If you want to find out more about our church, please visit www.chowdean.org.uk and please take a minute to rate our podcast on iTunes.